When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Steelers are finally in sync on both sides of the football, and they just could be poised to shock the entire NFL. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. For the Steelers, it's long been a frustrating tale of two units, offense and defense. During the best of times for the offense, the defense was in tatters and full of holes. Swiss cheese instead of the steel curtain. When the defense rose up and shined last season, the offense wilted and crumbled along with quarterback Ben Roethlisberger's throwing elbow. But for the first time in a long time, both sides of the football to be in nearly top form for the 2020 season. This makes the Steelers very intriguing as a playoff prospect for the first time in two seasons. But they could be far more than that. Pittsburgh just may be poised to shock the NFL. And just in time, too, it could be now or never for this group of Steelers in 2020. A shrinking NFL salary cap, yet another casualty of the coronavirus, could well see to that. And I'll have much more on that just a little bit later. For now, what are we to make of these Pittsburgh Steelers? Typically, expectations in the 412 area code are sky high at the outset of every Steelers season. But two years worth of failing to make the playoffs have wounded the considerable pride of Pittsburgh fans. They've been disappointed one too many times. And since when did the goal begin and end with the Steelers simply squeaking into the NFL postseason? which has been newly expanded for 2020 and should be easier to do than ever. Somehow, somewhere along the way, the script has been flipped for Steelers fans. They once turned a cheer, here we go Steelers, into a perennial prediction of championship achievement best summarized by the song, I have a feeling Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. Alas, now many fans just pray that their beloved Pittsburgh football team won't disappoint them and let them down again. For once, the Steelers are in prime position to overachieve, even when it comes to the demanding fans' lofty expectations. In the city of champions, this means nothing short of the Steelers' seventh Lombardi trophy. Seven would indeed be heaven for the Steelers, And for number seven, quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, who's coming back from elbow surgery and nearly an entire season on the sidelines. But there are many more reasons why this Steelers team is poised to not only perform, but overperform. 
It's not just the defense and offense finally being good at the same time. It's how these units will complement one another, making these Steelers even greater than the sum of its parts. The ball-hawking defense will kill opposing drives and claim the football for Ben and the boys. By putting up points, the offense will pressure the opposing team into more risk, feeding the turnover-minded D. But even as his receiving weapons surrounding Big Ben have multiplied, the offense won't be about Roethlisberger putting up 50 passes a game. The Steelers' brain trust have promised a return to Pittsburgh bread and butter, the running game. This means punching the ball in near the goal line, not trying to finesse it and falling short like so many of those crucial New England games. The Steelers' running attack should be able to eat clock, keeping the fastest Steelers' defense ever well-rested and poised to pounce. And the Steelers can salt away victories by playing ball control rather than watch wins slip away late in the game. I give you all the reasons, many more than I just stated, that both sides of the ball for the Steelers are entering a special, if brief, season. They're finally in sync and ready to shine. Indeed, your favorite football team is positioned to surprise you in all the best ways and not a moment too soon because the biggest opponent for the Steelers isn't another team, not even New England. It's the salary cap. It's the coronavirus revenue crunch and it could cause this team to be dismantled as quickly as it has finally come together on both sides of a ball. There are some hellacious numbers and some gut-wrenching departures coming for these Steelers as soon as 2021. Some very painful days await Pittsburgh. I also describe that right here in this podcast. In other words, it is jam-packed, and it's more reason than ever that the moment is now for your Steelers. So let's get right to it. First, some history. Covering the Steelers since their last Super Bowl appearance after the 2010 season, has been a tale of two units. Here's Ed Bouchette channeling Charles Dickens in writing about those out-of-sync Steelers of old for the Athletic. Quote, the Steelers' defense tumbled from three straight number one rankings in the NFL and six straight among the top five, all the way down to number 13 in 2013, and then in Troy Palomalo's final season, number 18 in 2014. The slide deepened after Palomalu left to number 21 in 2015 and number 12 in 2016. Maybe not surprisingly, the Steelers had some of their best seasons those two years because their offense was so good. They went 10-6 in 2015 before Denver beat them in their second playoff game, 23-16. Next season, they went 11-5 and reached the AFC Championship game where the Patriots at home took care of matters once again. Though they've returned to become a top 10 defense the past three seasons, they've only have one playoff loss to show for it. None, no playoff appearances in the past two seasons. That defense ranked fifth in the NFL last season in yards allowed, but first in yards allowed per play at 4.7. It ranked sixth in points allowed and led the NFL in turnovers and sacks. 
combining all that and recognizing that the defense got scant help from the offense that ranked 30th in yards, 30th in yards per play, and 27th in points, the Steelers may have had the best defense in the NFL last season. And they're only going to get better in 2020, of course, barring injuries, unquote all from Ed Bouchette and The Athletic. In other words, the future is bright, especially if that offense really is back. And we all know what happened on offense last season. Big Ben went down in the second game, and the Steelers' backup QBs combined for the worst offensive production in decades. Historically bad. But Ben is back, his elbow is good, and the sky's the limit for the Steelers' offense. Well, is it? Mike Tannier with Pro Football Network tweets this. Steelers QBs completed just 35% of their passes of 15-plus air yards last year, the second lowest rate in the NFL. But no worries because Big Ben is back. Right? Right? Well, hey, when a season is riding on a 38-year-old quarterback, nothing is assured. But many Steelers analysts see Big Ben bouncing back in a big way. Joe Starkey tweets this about his Pittsburgh Post-Gazette column making just this argument. Quote, if the body and arm are willing, Ben Roethlisberger could become the rare athlete to combine a mature mental acuity for the game with still elite physical skills. So we could see him have his best season, unquote. And as Mark Caboli reports, the Steelers' O seems to be coming together in this crucial week three of training camp. In other words, at just the right time. Here are some of Caboli's observational dispatches out of Steelers' training camp for The Athletic. Quote, if week three is any indication of what's to come, this group is going to be tough to deal with. And that's especially true of Juju Smith-Schuster. Throw in a good day by rookie Chase Claypool after a couple ho-hum ones, and the Steelers receivers look like they might be ready for a breakout year. Smith-Schuster looked the best among the group. He was targeted plenty by Roethlisberger during Monday's one-hour, 47-minute practice, which was heavy on situational periods, including two-minute, red zone, and goal line drills. It wasn't perfect, that's for sure, but it did give a glimpse into a potential return to form for Smith-Schuster, who showed it in his first two years with Roethlisberger. And this comes as Juju hasn't been very good in the first two weeks of training camp. He was acceptable, but nothing like a number one receiver should be, and he was nowhere near what he showed last year when he was uncoverable, and dominated every training camp practice at St. Vincent College. It's been a much more subdued camp from Smith-Schuster. Some of that is attributable to an undisclosed ailment he's been dealing with, and no doubt some of it stems from the challenging environment of this year's training camp. Unquote, all from Caboli and his astute observations from training camp. And here is why balance between both units matters so much for these Steelers. It's tweeted and reported by Trib Live. The tweet goes like this, quote, Steelers defense led the NFL in sacks and turnovers during the 2019 season. Imagine what it could do if the opposing offenses had to revert to taking chances, throwing more, or went into desperation mode to come back, unquote. 
and then from the article, quote, last season's Steelers defense was special. Its offense was not. It ranked 30th in the NFL in yards and 27th in points. That put little pressure on opposing offensive coordinators or quarterbacks to be aggressive and take chances, unquote. But a turnaround on offense could well mean more turnovers for the D this year. Here is Bud Dupree on the defensive benefits of a high-powered offense. Quote, you always want to have the lead so you know that it's going to be a pass most of the time. That being said, you can get away with more opportunities when you have the lead. We have to create plays. When you get those opportunities, we have to create the plays and the splash plays that we can, and it might be something special. Steelers senior defensive assistant and secondary coach Terrell Austin echoes Dupree, quote, when you are playing with the lead and you know that teams are one-dimensional, then your ability to get turnovers increases. If that happens, that will be great. If it doesn't, then it's our job to get the ball back in these tight games. We are going to try to get after the ball, no matter what, unquote. On the other hand, a power running game can help out a defense and close out wins. A slimmed-down Benny Snell in his sophomore year with the Steelers could be a big part of playing keep-away for Pittsburgh. Expect an expanded role for the running back who markedly reduced his waistline this season. And if the Steelers do shine on both sides of the ball, 2020 could be a most special season. In fact, it better be because it could be now or never for these Steelers. The looming NFL salary cap uncertainty in 2021 due to the coronavirus suggests the Steelers will shed many a star players at an unprecedented rate in the coming offseason. Quite simply, your Pittsburgh football team is paralyzed when it comes to inking contracts. It's why there was no signs signings during training camp. It's why defensive stalwart Cam Hayward did not get an extension and likely will leave after the season. It's why stars like Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner, Alvin Oliva, and Bud Dupree are expected to depart Pittsburgh in 2021. Here's how Ed Bouchette, writing for The Athletic, describes the Steelers' dire salary cap situation. Quote, the NFL has announced that the salary cap floor will be $175 million in 2021. It could rise from there, but it's difficult to think that it can happen through a 2020 season with all the empty stadiums, parking lots, and concession stands. The salary cap was set at $198.2 million for this year. As usual, the Steelers will be right up against it once the roster and practice squad is determined. As of now, OverTheCap.com has their effective salary cap space for this year at $4.7 million, fourth least in the NFL for your Steelers. The bottom line, according to Bouchette, quote, the Steelers could lose the biggest free agent class in their history next March if things do not change for better and in a hurry, unquote. The saving grace for the Steelers' future beyond this season could be the equal uncertainty in the 2021 NFL draft. That's when the Steelers will be looking to restock talent. 
and Pittsburgh's long tradition of having a stellar scouting department could allow the Steelers to steal some very good football players in the upcoming draft as lesser teams tank. Once again, Ed Bouchette teases out the COVID-19 conundrum when it comes to next year's draft and how the Steelers could exploit it, unlike the shrinking salary cap scenario. He writes, for the athletic, quote, Many star college players have decided to opt out of the 2020 season. Two of the Power Five college conferences have canceled their fall seasons, as have many of the lower-tier leagues, such as the MAC, which the Steelers have mined for underrated talent for a while. What does it all mean? Maybe more bargains than ever, perhaps at the quarterback position for a team like the Steelers. Holding a mid-first-round draft pick might not be as valuable as, say, trading it for a second and third. The best scouting departments should reign even more. Relationships with college coaches will become more valuable than ever, unquote. That's the scenario, the one positive scenario for the Steelers next year. But again, those looming Steelers losses in 2020 one free agency and the possible Pittsburgh steals in next year's draft are concerns for another day. For now, the 2020 season awaits, as does a very possible return to greatness for your Pittsburgh Steelers. That would be truly something sensational, an unexpected gift in the twilight of Big Ben's career, and just when so many were writing off Roethlisberger and his team. It could be one shining season, for your Steelers. Even if fans in the stands will be absent for at least the first two games and sparse, if at all, the rest of the way. But something tells me that in homes all across the 412 area code, there will be renewed chants of here we go Steelers. Along with the melodic notes, I've got a feeling Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. What a gift at what a time when we all need it. And Pittsburgh would revel in it after years of uncharacteristic disappointments from their beloved football team. A truly special and highly unusual season awaits. Enjoy it, Steelers fans. And we'll cover it all here on your podcast, available every Wednesday, wherever you download your favorite audio. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news.